Georgia is losing a position coach. Uh, Brian McClendon off to the NFL. What is Kirby Smart and staff going to do? Where are they going to turn? Where should they not turn? These are mm. things we're going to mm. talk about. And then there's another Georgia coach, a basketball coach, that we're going to have to talk about him and his future and whether or not it's at UGA at all. All of that today on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He is Daniel. I am Clint. Together, we are Locked On Bulldogs. Thanks for making mm. us your first listen of the day. And also, thank, t- thank you to LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is today's title sponsor. More on them in a moment. Daniel said it. We have a number of things coaching staff related to talk about at UGA. One being the beloved, beloved position coach. Says Sayonara off to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure thing. Which, I, look, I don't mean to brag, but currently right now, today, I have a closer connection to three NFL head coaches than probably anybody else in America to those three. Well, except for all the teammates that I played with. So I suppose we all share the same thing. Three NFL. Um, Copa Canales over at... Um, uh, Tampa Bay head coaching gets a good one. And then also we're talking about the basketball team and what a spiral down the toilet has been. And uh, uh, yeah, it ain't we, great. We, Buckle up for the third segment. Yeah. Loyal third segment listeners stick with it ain't us. Great. Girl, let's start with, with us. Let's start with BMAC though. Um, <clears throat> Brian McClendon been on this staff for a while, been with Kirby smart for a while. And let me just, Let's just paint. Let's just paint a picture here because get out the. Brushes. I think this is um, this is a big blow for Georgia, and there are Georgia fans that are trying to spin this as a positive thing for Georgia. And listen, I I'm not denying that there are probably better recruiters out there than Brian McClendon. And there are certainly Georgia fans that have been frustrated with the wide receiver recruiting specifically at Georgia. And you can understand that because you look at the linebackers, Georgia signing Clint, and they are the absolute upper crust cream of the crop year in and year out. Every single year, you look at the quarterbacks that Georgia's signing and they are among the upper crust of college football. Same can be said of offensive linemen of safeties of corners of, you know, there's certainly tight ends, the multitude of positions in which Georgia's recruiting very well. Wide receiver, that has not been the case. Georgia has not signed the one or two best wide receivers coming out of the high school with a couple of notable exceptions like George Pickens. And so there's there's been some, some murmurs around the Georgia fan base about Brian McClendon and his ability to recruit. But please, let me make no mistake about this. This is a big loss for Georgia, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because... Um, why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
want yeah. Brian McClendon. Um, do you have to recruit in the NFL? You do not. You do not have to recruit. You money does the recruiting. Free agency does the recruiting. There's a man that's or woman whose job it is to just manage the roster in totality and mm-hmm. take care of the payroll. So what did they want out of Brian McClendon? Well, it wasn't to recruit. They wanted Brian McClendon because what he does is he develops these wide receivers and he gets the absolute most out of them as well as anyone in all of college football. I would argue that the reason that the reason you're pointing to as why you're frustrated with Brian McClendon there it is. is the exact reason that you should be really upset for Georgia and happy for Brian McClendon, but upset for Georgia that Brian McClendon's leaving because he has taken guys, guys like um, Lad McConkey, guys like A.D. Mitchell, um, guys like in his tenure, he has taken guys, elevated them, gotten the most out of them, made them mm-hmm. into incredibly productive college players, and also turned them into productive pro players as well. He he has he has been a huge asset for Georgia and I think has proven that there's there's more than one way to build an elite roster in college football. Yeah. And he's done it in his position room through development of players, not just through recruiting. I think this is so wild to me as people don't understand simple metrics and the maths. Let's go over the maths of trying to recruit. Okay. Well, math is top. hard. But so yeah, I, I, admittedly, we understand that. Mm-hmm. When you go after and chase five-star kids, there's only a certain percentage that are five-star, four-stars, three-stars to begin with. When you're talking the upper crust wide receivers and Georgia fans saying, we need them, we need them. Okay, if you spend time, energy, and money to recruit those guys because those guys take time, energy, and money to do so, it's a simple equation of people don't have the bandwidth to do it to everybody. So Georgia has prioritized, like you said, the linebackers, safeties, DBs, ends, uh, uh, quarterbacks. Hello, we just went through three of the a run on quarterbacks, one of which didn't pull out for us, Dylan Raiola, and and that that sucks. He's elsewhere. Tight ends, hello. Ryan Puglisi, uh, not elsewhere, by the uh, way. He doing just fine right here. He doing just fine. And mark our words, we, we said we this fine. when we had him on the show. We, we fine. We are fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But when you do that, when Brian Clinton is helping recruit elsewhere and developing guys, Kirby Smart has a, a very simple understanding of how to do it. You can only put all of your eggs not in one basket but you have to spread them out to try to get these kids try to get these cats and if you want to go after the five star it takes time energy and money of kirby smart recruiting efforts and that's going to detract from other positions so all of a sudden you can be ohio state who says let's go get wide receivers mm-hmm. running backs mm-hmm. quarterback okay that's great you have they and, won a national and then what happens clint and then you you get you get still beat, even though you have a generational quarterback and a generational wide receiver, you still get beat. Well, you're I'm Ohio saying, State. If, well, if Ohio. you try to go out and be Ohio State, you better be careful because you might accidentally get what you want. And that would be to be Ohio State. It's just like the people saying Mike Bobo needs to have an offense that goes for 550 a game. 
and puts up 42 points. Yeah. He has a regulator on him. It's called Kirby Smart. It's, and I'm glad for that that regulator because it wins games. It's the same people that said I'd rather have a five star quarterback than Stetson Bennett. There it is. Yeah, it's the same the, people. Those people are idiots. And so the, the Venn now, diagram is just a, a big cluster. One big circle of idiots. Um, There's a phrase for it. Brian McClendon was absolutely exceptional at getting these guys and elevating them to yeah. a level of play. So please don't be the person that's going to immediately be like, yes, this is great for Georgia. He was a terrible recruiter and now we're rid of him. Be careful what you want because we might replace him. We might replace him with a better recruiter. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. That is a legitimate possibility. Georgia's wide receiver recruiting might go up and still the wide receiver room might not be as good as it has been under Brian McClendon. So it's a little bit of a, be careful. It is a blow for Georgia, but we are going to talk about some of the upside and where Georgia and Kirby Smart might be looking in the future. But first, I want to talk about these. These are, in fact, LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash college. Post your job for free. LinkedIn is fantastic. Gets the right people onto your team. Gets you onto the right team yourself. And right now, if you go over LinkedIn jobs, post your job. It's going to put a little border around your profile, letting everybody know you're hiring. And you get millions and millions and millions of network people that know the right mm. person. Stop messing around with these weird interview questions, these weird processing uh, cues to get people into your team. No, no, stop that. Just go get the right person. And the people you know know the right person for your team. It's very simple. It's very easy. It's who you know. LinkedIn Jobs has a network of people. Interview process questions to get you the right candidate or for you to get on the right team. And right now, post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college so All right, where Daniel, is kirby gonna ooh, go clint this is this is a fun game to be playing in february if i can be totally honest with you real fun game because here, here are your options dude sitting on the couch option one couch dude okay well that's less than advantageous in my understanding of how you get coaching and good coaching not sure the, not the best Two, you got to go poach dude from another highly respected school, mm-hmm. which is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. This can be done. Game. It can be done, but not if easy. you're if you're Georgia, come and swing in the big stick. That's right. Um, or three, you promote from within. These these are the options. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's take one off the table. Mm-hmm. We're not promoting from within. Well, there you go. Okay, so that's, that's easy. Off the table. Okay, great. Down and it would be different if like there's just not you probably don't have in-house the analysts right now not right that now. are that are fit to move into this position. We're gonna put Will Muschamp in there. Like <laughs> you know, like we could move him back onto the field. Different um, it's a different flavor and tone of the wide receiver set. room to the DB room. Mm. Let me just that's like when you got a, you know, I don't mean to, I don't want to overgeneralize, but you, you'll Please. say you have more than one child. Okay. You don't speak to them all in the same tone of voice. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you don't, you Each have some one. children uh-huh. who, who maybe they need a, a firmer hand. Like sure. they need a bit of a, 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 a harsh tone. Direct. They need to really uh-huh. be direct and get your point across. You got some that you got to bend down. You got to be nurturing. You use the real soft voice and you come or you approach them. Those are the wide receivers. <laughs> like those are, that's your wide receiver room right there. You can't be putting 
you can't be putting old Coach Boom in the wide receiver no. room and trying to get no. it. The second a whiteboard takes a takes an L, <laughs> the whole team, just, the whole group, just gone. We, we out. Let me just let me speak to something directly, Clint. And I don't know how you feel about this because we haven't talked about this. Typically, we have the mind mill going, but we'll see. Maybe we'll disagree about this. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why Georgia fans would legitimately want. Heinz Ward to come and be the wide receiver coach at Georgia. And I'm going to take a lot of heat for that. I get it. I understand. You will. will. I'm going to get it in the comments. Let me get out in front and say, I love Heinz Ward. He's one of my top five all time favorite Georgia players from my life. And my life as a Georgia fan has likely been longer than yours has because I'm old. And so it, I love Heinz Ward. I loved him in Athens. I loved him on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I loved him on Dancing with the Stars. I loved everything that he's ever done. Do you know what he's never done? What's that? Coach college football. That's all. Like like none. Zero. None. Not one. Never. None. Well, I mean, as as a Florida Atlantic. But none. But okay. just, just what I'm trying I'm just, to say. None. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. No relevant experience for coming in to Georgia other than being a former Georgia wide receiver that, again, I'm going to take some heat. People are not going to love it. None of these kids know Heinz Ward. Like no. these 16 year old kids, you think they know Heinz Ward? You, I mean, you think they remember Heinz Ward from when they were five and the Steelers won the Super Bowl? Like, is no. that what you think? No, they don't. They don't have a clue who Heinz Ward. Like, he doesn't move the no. needle in that respect. But even that, who do you think Kirby Smart is? That this is what, like, I don't want to say which coach would make that hire because there's no need to just throw stones on the podcast. Well. But that ain't a Kirby Smart hire. Like I don't. That's the that's the thing I'm I'm realizing. Deion Sanders can go ahead and try to hire whoever he wants. Okay. Um, Kirby Smart is going to get. Do you all remember? I, I'm sorry to keep on bashing on you guys for the horrible takes that we as fans have. And can we just admit we as fans have we, bad takes? All of us. We. It's a collective yeah. we. I've had and bad Georgia takes. Georgia fans and, can be among the worst. At these we bad. we are okay. Remember when some of us were saying Todd Munkin was such a boring hire, old curmudgeon man. Doesn't move the needle at all. Failed at most every stop he's been to. Remember when he was with the Browns? How, oh my gosh, the, Ooh, he was, he was with the Browns? Golly, how awful is that? He's old. He can't connect with these kids. Oh, he'll what never be Kirby? able to recruit. We'll never recruit anyone with Todd Munkin. That was literally, that was commonly said. Okay, so Kirby Smart is going to find to you and to me what we might think a boring hire is. But I promise you this, it will not be boring. It will be foundational. It will be solid. It will be stable. It will be based on well-respected in coaching circles. That's who he's going to go get. I'm not saying Harz Warren is not respected. He is very respected. But USFL or whatever he is coaching these days. I'm not trying to show like it's just not the same. Like Georgia is a is a step above what he is doing right now in talent and skill level with those developmental players. 
No shade, no hate, nothing like that. Just saying you need people to develop or you need somebody that has such a name that when he stops into a high school, the entire high school shuts down to go see him. And that's the type of cachet you need to recruit at that level or develop. And Heinz doesn't, I don't, he hasn't shown the ability to develop wide receivers. He might have that cachet, but I could be shocked. Maybe Kirby smart will make that higher. Maybe that'll be the higher, but I'm just telling you, I don't see it at all. And it will be out of character. It just sound it's going to sound incredibly disrespectful to say it this way. And I do not mean it. I genuinely do not mean it disrespectfully. It would be a charity hire. Like it would be charity. It would be Kirby smart doing Heinz Ward a charitable act. Like he, well, that's what he doesn't that's deserve what he did the job. With, that's what he did with Mike Bobo too. Daniel. He doesn't deserve the job. Like that's no. not you. And none of you are arguing that he deserves the job. You're arguing, you just, you and just I remember quote, him. Bring him home. That's your argument for why he should be hired. You remember him smiling as he slayed pools, blocking downfield thirty yards, which is a fantastic memory, by the way. That's right. It's different than it's different for coaching. That ain't it. I don't know. That's I just don't see it. I don't know who Kirby's going to hire. But I do not see it being Heinz Ward. No. I just, I, I, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times before. No. Prepared to be wrong again, but um, I don't. Ready to, be, ready to be hurt again. I don't see it. All right. We got more to discuss hurt. right after this. Hurt people Handle. hurt people. <laughs> well, I know now Handle why I'm friends. Anybody. While I'm friends with you. No, FanDuel does not hurt anybody. FanDuel only accentuates you. your life. They help They're you. Helping. They lift you up. They're like wings of an eagle. They're just going to make you soar. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Right now, the NBA season is in full swing. And right now, you can get same game, same day parlays. You can get over-unders. It's it's phenomenal the amount of bets you can make on FanDuel. And right now, NBA season is it. So take your shot over at FanDuel right now. Use the promo code locked on. You're going to get 150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet that wins. FanDuel.com slash locked on official sports partner and sports book of locked on Bulldogs, locked on mm-hmm. podcast, and the NBA. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. Okay, well, hurt people hurt people. So Mike White has a lot of therapy that he needs, is what you're saying. Because he's hurt me. A lot. And Daniel, 199, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm we are so happy, happy that you're here. Yeah. So I'm happy. Daniel, screw you for getting me. I apologize so to no hyped. one. Well, I know you don't. I I'm apologize hurt. to no one. If you, listen, if <laughs> you. No, it is. You got me. You got me fired up now. I'll tell you who it gets me fired up too. I get fired up by people who are just like going out of their way to bash Auburn fans for sleeping in tents and then have, and then their team losing to Kentucky. They're sleeping in tents for three days and, Oh, you slept in a tent for three days. Now you go watch your team lose. People fall all over themselves to, to bash a fan base for being passionate and caring excited. Mm-hmm. about a sport like you know that's what it means to be a fan right like that's that's it like it 
Yeah. That's what it is. You, you take PTO and you spend thousands of dollars to go on airfares and hotels and take time away from your friends and family to do like I'm perfectly man enough to admit Georgia should be 100% jealous of everything Bruce Pearl has done for the Auburn basketball Doesn't program. Make you mad? It makes, makes me, mad. me furious. Makes me Why should that absolute uh-huh. dumpster fire of a city and an institution have a reputable basketball program? It's infuriating that yeah. Georgia can't and that, Auburn of all places. Are you kidding me? Does listen, people, people are ready to fire Mike white. They're ready to talk about all these other sec coaches are coming in and they're getting their teams to the tournament. Look what's happening in South Carolina this year. And look what Florida's doing. You know, they replaced, they replaced Mike white with a kid, you know, kid from coaching at San Francisco, Todd golden. And he's already got them, you know, he's going to get them in the tournament this year and his second year and all this. It, you have every right to be frustrated with Mike White. But let me let me say this. And I'm not defending that Mike White shouldn't be fired. I'm just telling you it's not for the reasons you're saying that if Mike White's going to be fired, it has nothing it should have nothing to do with the record of this team this year. Georgia wasn't supposed to be good. Georgia no. wasn't supposed to be 14 and 11 this year like that's what we that's what we're sitting at right now we weren't supposed to be anywhere north over 500 500 this year at all and so yes we've lost six in a row yes we lost both games to florida this year yes we've lost 10 straight now to florida in basketball yes it has been an absolute collapse here late in the season that's not why you should be frustrated with mike white or why mike white should be fired Everything about Mike White's future in Athens hinges, Clint, on who transfers out of this program after the season is over. All the things you need to know about the future of Georgia basketball, you will learn based on which of the young, talented pieces that we have, which, make no mistake, we have many Young, talented pieces. Guys with multiple years of eligibility left, whether they're freshmen like Blue Kane or Silas Demery Jr. or whether they're um, upperclassmen transfers like RJ Melendez, who's got multiple years of eligibility left. And like Georgia's got plenty of young, talented pieces that they can pair with recruiting success that has happened. The guy, more guys coming in. Will Georgia be the place where people buy in, stay, and get developed? Or will Georgia be the place where people come, play for a year, and then get out of there as fast as they can for a greener pasture or a different program? If you want to know what Bruce Pearl has done at Auburn, you can look at recruiting success. Absolutely. He's recruited circles around the University of Georgia. But it's way more about his retention rate in the transfer portal and the way that he has sold a culture at Auburn and gotten people to buy in. If Silas Demery Jr. and Blue Kane don't transfer this year, Mike White's fine. Mike White is just fine. If they do, 
It's just the same old crap that George has been dealing with for the last two decades. Because this is the cycle that we will be stuck in. And this is like being stuck in second or third gear in a car. The RPMs are going to start revving up because all of a sudden we might say, but hey, we're going to get this recruit and this recruit. And hey, look out, we're in the mix for this one, which has been, that was true last year. That was a true of many years prior. It, Tom it Crane. could be true. No, don't. Tom Crane, to lots of great recruiting name. success. Look at the look at the NBA right now. There are three Bulldogs that played on his teams that are doing quite well in the NBA. Okay. <clears throat> However, if you look at what Mike White, that success is going to be measured. Not, hey, what, this year's over. Okay, great. I'm, these aren't my guys or, or whatever you want to say. I'm going to go on the recruiting trail. I'm going to get a couple of four stars of maybe a five star, maybe pick up a couple of top 25 kids, maybe two in the top 50, something like that. Okay, that's thrilling and exciting. It's great. Can can you name besides Carmelo Anthony and maybe, I, I don't know, like the last time a program was defined by one recruiting class, Daniel? And, mm. and then with the transfer portal and NIL, they took off the year after because we're going to be stuck in second or third gear. Fine. Wow. Fantastic. You can go recruit them and get them in here. And then the following year, they'll be gone. And then you'll yeah. say, okay, great. Let's focus. We're, we're going to get some other. No, no, no. It's the perpetual cycle of absolute purgatory in, in college basketball mm -hmm. for that to take place. It's can you keep those guys and add two top 25, top and, 50, top and 75. two high level transfers. And there you go. You know, Okay, now we it, now we it, got a squad. Now we got a foundation going. Above. You have, it has to be. It has to be all of the above. I'm telling you, there are four freshmen on this team. Now, two of them, Dylan James and Mari Jordan, have barely played at all this year. Dylan James played some. Mari Jordan's barely played at all. I'm not sure what the future of those two young men will be like. It would be amazing if we could keep at least one of them. be great. But if Georgia loses Blue Kane or Silas Demery, if they lose a guy like RJ Melendez mm -hmm. who transfers again, I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter who comes in in this transfer portal class. It doesn't matter, Asa Newell. Doesn't matter. Doesn't five star kid. Like you said, stuck in second gear. It's like Mike White has put you in the friend zone at that point. You're stuck in the friend zone. Like you're never getting anywhere. Like you're just, you're just here. And that's what Georgia basketball is going to be um, if he can't retain players. And so should Mike White be fired? I don't know, and neither do you. Because the metric for whether or not he should be fired hasn't happened yet. It'll well, happen after the season when some NIL program comes calling and somebody has an opportunity to go somewhere else and Will they stay or will they go? That will be, that will tell me everything I need to know about Georgia basketball. Because so far, Georgia has been a place that you come and you play and you have some success and then you transfer somewhere else. There it is. You can't be that, that if tackle. you're going to be a winner. You can't, you can't be, you can't be that. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We will see you all tomorrow for more Bulldogs talk. See you guys then. See ya.